Welcome back to The Social Manoa. Once again, my name is Cindy and this is my co-host Vanessa over here. Today we are joined by a very special guest. Um, she is one of the um, founders or one of the founding ambassadors of the CSS um, Ambassadors Group. So we want to welcome to our podcast over here, Aubrey Thomas. Yay! Hi. Uh, so Aubrey, could you please introduce yourself? Sure. Um, so as you said, my name is Aubrey Thomas. I am a project associate at the National Organization on Disability in New York City. I've been in New York for just over two years, um, and now I'm in Nevada with family, but I'm so happy to be with you folks today. So thanks for having me. Yes, and thank you for being here with us. Um, so we heard that, um, what's it called, you're doing a lot of great things in New York. And um, so what area of study do you take at UHM to guide you to, to the career that you have now? Sure. So I was a sociology major and poli-sci minor. Um, I'm a huge fan of the humanities and that kind of just stuck with me throughout college. So I think I took like one um, honor sociology class my sophomore year and it really just like was immediate to me that this is what I wanted to study. So yeah, that's what I did, sociology and poli-sci. Awesome. I'm a sociology major too, so woo-hoo. Oh, really? How funny. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, so why did you choose to do the current field that you are in now? Um, well, I've always been fascinated with like human behavior and just understanding how like different groups of people fit together. And so political science is just kind of that framework applied to the stage of politics and both sociology and poli-sci touch on like I would argue some of the most like impressive or not impressive, the most like pressing issues of the day. And that's work that I wanted to be a part of. Like I was very interested in applying all of these things that we were learning in school and using it for like the greater good and improving, you know, whatever sector of the world that, you know, I was occupying at the time. So um, oh. yeah, I thought I was going to do like the law school thing. Um, and then I realized at the beginning of that process, you know, when you're doing like the LSAT and applying to schools that I was like, you know, I can use a lot of these skills and talents and interests that I've developed throughout college and I can use them in a different way that's not just law. And it was really when I kind of had that world expanding view that I like decided I was just gonna change course and do like public service or nonprofit work. And so that's what I've been doing ever since, so. I think it's awesome that you're doing public service and like nonprofit work. It's definitely, we, we need a lot of people like you. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's so underrated, I think. You know, it was never really presented as like a, an option in college, which I think is a, a disservice, mm -hmm. but uh, it's a total it's a total field that people should be interested in. And I think it's important to do so. Mm -hmm. So um, you say you work. Um, as, sorry, it was um, the national um, for the national organization on disability. Yeah, it's ah, a big name, yeah. long name. Oh yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> So um, like, how were you able to, to get in contact or um, like, how were you able to apply to the current job that you have now? So it's kind of funny. Um, I did like a really not recommended path. I moved to New York without a job um, and I kind of was just like, I'm going to make it work. I had enough, I, th I thought, skills and abilities to like do whatever it took to make it work. And that's kind of what I did. I did temp work for a little bit. Um, I was working with recruiters to kind of connect me with um, a mission-based organization that was really gonna provide me trajectory um, and help me grow in different areas. So it was kind of just by luck. Um, I saw that they were they were hiring, that our recruiters connected me and um, I started working. I actually started as an admin assistant 
And um, in the two years that I've been there, I've, my role has morphed and grown a lot of different ways. And right now I kind of just, as a project associate, I kind of tackle all of the different issues that we have. I fill in gaps and um, improve systems and processes. And so that can vary from, you know, doing internal and external initiatives like event planning, um, revenue, stuff like that. So yeah, it's been an interesting ride and um, I'm happy to be there doing the good work, so. Yeah, I bet it has been an interesting ride. So um, for students who definitely wanna be, you know, um, like probably have similar interest goals as you, what advice do you have for them? I think it's important. I mean, everyone will tell you this, like it's important to like do what you love. I think it's important to do what you love, but also be willing to try things and stick it out if it's not immediately rewarding to you. Like, I think there's a lot of things that can seem frustrating when you're entering a career um, or choosing a path. And it seems like maybe this is the wrong one, but I would really encourage people to, you know, give it a year, like just see, try things out um, if you like them and that's great. Um, if you don't like them then take what you can from the positions and just um, apply it in whatever setting you want to move into, because it's always going to be beneficial to you. I mean, at my time in Manoa, I, I had done, I think, like five different kinds of jobs that were like scary, but like different and really taught me a lot of things. And I thought that was like the most valuable thing I ever learned at UH. So, uh, but it took, you know, the courage to like, you know, try the things and just stick it out. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, it, it, from what you've been saying, it really does sound like, you know, sometimes in life, you just got to take the risk and just jump right in. Like moving to New York City with no set job already, like New York is already quite expensive. So personally for me, I, I, I would love to have like, just a bit of your confidence to just um, take things in stride and go. And I think with, with what's going on right now with the pandemic, a lot of people's plans have been kind of uprooted and so at that point then you know everyone's on the same struggle bus in a way and so in that case just be the special one and just take the risk and you know that's I that's definitely I think really good advice for everyone right now who's kind of afraid to make that first step um so kind of branching off what does a day in your life look like when you're 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 working at your job, right? When you're working at your job in New York City um, with like everything that's going on with the pandemic, I know earlier on, um, New York was really, was hit pretty badly with the pandemic. So how has your, how has your life been not been like now? So it's interesting. Yeah, there's definitely more color in my life um, pre-COVID, I would say. Obviously New York is like a very exciting place and in the middle of a pandemic, it has shifted a bit to be like, you know, during the workday, it's just really me and my roommate. We're just plugging away at our laptops from like 9 a.m. on, sometimes earlier. And we're just, you know, like really busy during the day. But the biggest conversation is like, okay, like what are we going to order for lunch? Like that's usually like the big hot topic. But I think at the end, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're just so focused on trying to like what she does and what I do. We're just so focused on like our jobs that the day kind of passes quickly. Um, we do try to build in like breaks like I usually run errands in the middle of the day just to like go see the outside world so the whole like New York City shoebox apartment thing is like very real and so you need to like build in time to like see the outside world stretch your legs like remind yourself that there's like a life outside of your apartment so um yeah but other than that honestly pretty normal like you know when it's dinner time we eat watch TikToks so, like watch TV chit chat and then we're in bed by like midnight so it's not too exciting um and I have to admit like 
I went at the height of the pandemic in New York. Um, I actually left to come stay with family in Nevada, which is where I am now. It's kind of just like where I go to hide away when it's like uh, a little crazy. Um, so now that it's cold again, I'm here. So uh, I didn't really bear the brunt of it. I know people that stayed and it was like, obviously very challenging to have to do that. So I'm very fortunate to be able to kind of pick up in and hide away for a little bit, so. That's the, the beauty of living on the mainland. It's get in a car, you can drive to a whole different state and get away from all the chaos. And definitely it sounds like, you know, the, the life that you have now is like the standard like work from home life um, and, and trying to pivot from perhaps maybe going into an office and seeing different coworkers to now kind of being more stagnant physically in one place. I definitely think that's going to be challenging, especially as you said, New York apartments are not necessarily that big. So you don't have much a space to work with. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of perhaps taking like a step back in time when you were still student at UH Manoa, um, earlier on we had alluded that you were one of the um, earliest ambassadors for the College of Social Sciences. So can you kind of tell us like how did you become an ambassador like that we are, me and Vanessa are now, like how did you start off with this program? Sure, happy to tell you that. I just wanna say a quick note. I think it's really cool that you guys are doing this. We never would have like dreamed to have this kind of format to like interview past ambassadors. I think this is really cool that you guys are doing this. But anyway, um, back to the whole way that I got involved. I was part of the Manoa Political Internships Program for about a year. I did two different semesters uh, and internships within those semesters. So the first semester I was an intern for Senator Hirono in DC, um, the fall semester of my junior year. I came home and applied to work in the prosecuting attorney's office in Honolulu, and I did that. And at the end of that whole junior year, I was like really looking for a way to A, kind of like shout from the rooftops, like all of these like amazing experiences that I had had. And like, I wanted to have people experience them as well. Cause I'm like, this is just yours for the taking. If you, if you do the work, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's an amazing opportunity. And then also I felt like this very deep sense of obligation to UH because I felt like they had invested so much like time and money and resource into me, just believing that I could do it, that I was like, I, you know, I feel like I should put something back into that. It's the very least I could do. So um, my roommate who I actually went to DC with, she was in the little cohort that went to DC with me. I was living with her and she was an ambassador um, when we got back and she told me, you know, maybe next year, like try it out. And I was like, okay, I'm all about trying stuff out. So um, I did, and I did it for the whole year and I really liked it actually. It was it was a very interesting time to to be doing that so i was happy to happy to participate wow that definitely it's i feel like i'm walking in your footsteps because that's exactly what i what i did as well how i became an ambassador as well i um i actually the the, the manila political internships they had added when i was a sophomore um a sophomore internship program working for the district office of our congressional delegation almost part-time but i was like you know i'm sophomore me was like I don't think I'm gonna get it but let me try anyways and lo and behold I got it and then awesome good for you yeah and and then afterwards I believe I did the defend the public defender's office instead so the opposite of what mm -hmm. you do and then after that I just like you I was like you know I need to tell everyone how great this this <laughs> program is um yeah. if you don't mind just um, you said you went to DC. I think there may be some of our viewers, um, they may also be interested in 
um, perhaps applying for one of these internships and DC is always like the big one because you can sure. actually go to DC to work in Congress. Could you mm -hmm. kind of tell us a little bit about your experience in DC, what it was, what it was like, and um, things might be a little bit different because of the pandemic. Things might be a bit shaky, but like, how was it to work in Congress and to be in our nation's heart? Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, so I really had applied just on a whim. I think I saw like a flyer for it or something. I don't think anyone had told me about it, and. You know, I, I went into the interview, there was like several people there. It was like the biggest thing I'd ever attempted to do. And so when I got it, it was like, okay, wow. Like, okay, I'm really going to do this. You know, and I was very nervous, like very worried. I wasn't worried about the work part, but I was worried about moving across the country to like live with people I didn't know and like do that whole thing. But I got there and it was awesome. There was four of us girls. We were all around the same age. So super fun. It was really, honestly... I don't even know how that was a real life, to be honest. Like, it's just, just a very weird, like, uh, like flip of the hat. Like, I don't know how that happened, but, um, it was awesome. Working 40 hours a week and going to school was a challenge sometimes, but generally very, um, doable, especially like now in the pandemic, I feel like people are getting more accustomed to like online learning. And it was exactly that. Um, so I felt lucky to be able to like, you know, do something that I wanted to do and also just be able to easily do the thing that I had to do. So um, very lucky in that regard. It was for me, like I couldn't really afford to go abroad. My parents were like, we're not going to fund that. So to me, this was like an excellent like substitute for that. And I had never lived anywhere else but Hawaii. So it was really just like world expanding, like a very surreal, amazing experience. I cannot speak more highly about it. Um, and the senator that I worked for, Senator Hirono, she's just like a badass pioneer woman. Like she's awesome. And, um, you know, especially in those years during Obama, the Obama years were awesome to be in DC. So um, yeah, it was a great, great experience. And I encourage anybody, even if it looks a little bit different now, highly encourage you to do it because it's gonna be like eye-opening, so. Definitely, I think a lot of people think that oh, it's politics. There, I, I don't like politics. Politics can't apply to me. Um, but I think as you mentioned, there's so much more to that internship than just working in politics. Like, of course, that's a big, that's a big thing because you're working in Congress, but you, it's a way for people to, as you mentioned, go abroad without necessarily having to sink in so much money because it, it is all paid for. So that's, <laughs> totally. a, that's all. That's a, you bring up a good point because it's like the work experience itself, right? Like you cannot get that kind of experience anywhere else. Like it's, they really are teaching you skills. Like I'll give you an example. Like when I first went there, I didn't, for some reason, this is going to sound so dumb, but I didn't have like the sense to like bring a notebook and paper to every meeting that I went to. And my supervisor at the time, he, he was like, you know, you gotta be bringing like a, at least a notebook and a, like a pen to every meeting. And like, that's just an important life skill. And honestly, every time I go into a meeting, I think of that and it's like it's the smallest thing, but it's stuff like that, that like, it's really preparing you for like career readiness, you know, and like, that's important. That's not something that everybody gets easily. And, you know, after I graduated from college, I used a lot of those connections to get my first job. I ended up working as a staff assistant in the Honolulu office. And that's not something I would be able to um, into so easily had not been for that experience. So yes, I mean, all of those things you just said and more, it's, it's great, fantastic.
Well, that's the perfect segue into our next question, talking about career readiness. I think we, so we've kind of established like with, with of course, with the internship is definitely prepared you for your career. And then as um, Vanessa and you had kind of discussed earlier, your studies as well um, at UH also kind of helped you prepare for your career, especially in the nonprofit sector, which once again, we cannot thank you enough for, you know, sure. going into this field, because I think most people, when they think of a career, they're like, oh, I got to work in the private sector. Um, I need to, I need to make all the money. Like, I need to worry about myself. And to a degree, you should care about, you know, yourself. You should make sure that you are, you are able to survive. But at the same time, there's so much need out there that we need people like you who are just like, you know what, I'll, I'm willing to make that extra step um, to, to help another person. So, because so first of all, thank you very much for that. And so, you know, kind of kind of tie in everything when um, also with your experience as an ambassador, um, you know, kind of working in a student leadership program, how did that also kind of prepare you for your career? Because I'm very sure there's a new dynamic that that comes with being a student leader. Sure. Um, you know, I, I always say like the best gift that UH ever gave me were these lady of like career readiness and workforce readiness opportunities. You know, at my time at UH, I was an RA, you know, an intern for the Senator, an intern at the prosecuting attorney's office, um, a TA and an ambassador, not all at the same time, but like throughout the years. And all of those things taught me like such crucial skills, like skills that not everybody gets just when they go to college, you know what I mean? It's a very special and a rare thing. And I appreciate it. Um, and some of those, you know, include like communication styles, like not everyone's gonna think and act the same way that you do or communicate the same way that you do. And you need to be able to like cross the divide and just make it work, you know, especially with like the ambassador thing. Like there were a lot of situations in which we were really driving the ship entirely. And there was no one who was gonna just give us the answer. So we had to have a lot of like problem solving communication just to get it over the finish line whatever the project was over the finish line and honestly even like the very like rudimentary basic things like planning which is like a massive part of my job now I learned that being an RA which is a student leader position I in the ambassador role student leader position like it, these are all things that you can carry throughout your career if you're open to like the opportunities that are there for you which I think is again great so great Awesome. Thank you very much for sharing your experience. And I guess kind of to, to wrap up our interview, um, it's just, do you, Vanessa and you had kind of talked about like advice for career um, before, perhaps maybe we may have some freshman viewers, um, viewers that may be their first generation college students in their families. What advice would you have for them to kind of using this opportunity, this new stage in their life to kind of take a risk and be a student leader if that's something that they have the drive for but they don't know where to start mm -hmm. I think I was thinking about this um you know number one I would say don't be shy like I think a lot of I wasted a lot of time early in college just like worrying about asking for questions asking for help or conversely like reaching out to people to encourage them to do stuff or get them to participate you just worry about how it appears or how it comes off that it's awkward or weird but i think that's a super skill if you can do that and you can empower people um just by sharing your experience and lending a hand i think that's an amazing thing and that's just going to only be in life and it's something that everyone can develop just the ability to like 
get over it. You know what I mean? And just do the job and do the mission if that is, which is to help people. Um, and then also I think there's an element that people should just be genuine, real about it. Like I like to live by the principle, like a higher tide raises all ships. And in that means like, if everyone succeeds, everyone's only going to succeed more, you know, like we're all just going to be see more success if we're all doing well. So you don't have to somebody or, you know, trying to tear people down. You can offer the hand and it's going to benefit you too, especially in like the world we live in now. So many jobs um, are related to your network and like who you know and, um, you know, how you maintain those connections. I wish, I wish, I wish that like I had known that earlier because uh, it's, it's an important skill to be able to like, you know, maintain your network. So yeah, that'd be my, my two biggest things. Awesome. Well, thank you, Aubrey, for your time today talking about, you know, your, your journey from UH all the way to the other side of the, the nation. Um, we cannot thank you enough for spending your time with us today and just, you know, help providing a possible pathway that future students can follow as well. If they're interested in nonprofit work um, or if they're interested in, in perhaps working in the nonprofit sector, is there any ways perhaps maybe um, students, if you're open to students contacting you or to look up more information about um, your organization as well? Sure, um, I'm happy to connect on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I was always weird about using LinkedIn in college. I thought that it was awkward. I don't know why I thought that. I just did. Now it's like just an asset that you have to use. So anyone that would like to connect or get to know about New York, NOD, nonprofit work in general, um, please feel free to look me up on, um, on LinkedIn. It's just Aubrey Thomas. So you'll probably find me. Um, but yeah, happy to, happy to make the connection and happy to help anybody who is looking to make that jump to the big city. So yeah, let me know. Awesome. Thank you, thank you again. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty. Talk later. Bye. Bye. Um, so also since we're still recording, I also wanted to just direct everybody to our Instagram page if everybody wants to take a look. It's at U M wait, sorry, UHMCSS Ambassadors. Um, and then it's usually we have a lot of activities there um, for people who are interested in like careers and how to um, get towards like certain careers that they want to go to or are interested in research and psychology and perhaps sociology as well. Um, we are also trying to direct our students uh, to more opportunities. So with that, we're gonna end the podcast here for today. Um, and let me just stop the recording if I can find it. Okay, found it.